We're live. <laughs> Abby, how are you doing? I am good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been here. I hope you guys missed us. Um, yeah, I actually got some DMs saying, "Hey, Chris, I couldn't, I couldn't find you guys um, on the show and stuff." So. <laughs> They've been looking, so we're coming back, right? We're back, guys. We're back. And you know what? Listen, going forward, if we're not going to be live, we're going to try our best to make sure we communicate that with you guys. Because I know you guys look forward to this show as much as we look forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so welcome to an episode of Redline. Um, we have an amazing show for you guys tonight. I'm Abby Joseph, your tax strategist. I'm Christopher Bush, your financial advisor. And... Listen, Victor, start us off. That's Hunter. Welcome back. So, Chris, you have to tell me a little bit about your weekend. What did you do? Shoot, so this weekend's been crazy. I was in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, uh, this past weekend. You actually were in had, my town. I was in. I was in somewhat in your town. Well, you're kind of close by, right? Somewhere. Mm-hmm. How, how far away? About mm, three hours. Three hours. Yeah. So I was in uh, Fort Myers. We had like a golf tournament that um, I was you one of the golf? sponsors for, for. Yeah, of course I golf. You know, that's where deals are made, right? That's what they say. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a golf tournament uh, sponsored for one of my clients. Um, he's a, a member of Omega Sapphire Fraternity. So they had a good golf event that I was a part of. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just, you know, just from there working, getting things done. So just trying to make it happen. Right. Uh, really been, uh, yeah, it's been good. Okay, what about awesome. you? Um, just relaxing work. Y'all know me as a workaholic. I'm getting away from the workaholic thing. Okay, guys? Yeah, it's, com- it's coming. It's okay. It's coming. It's coming. We'll talk about it today. We'll talk right? about it today. <laughs> I'm going to just say deals are cut on the golf course. It's That's true. That's it's true. Do you, wait, do you know how to go? A little bit. Come on. I'm not great. My daughter did play golf um, through high school. So okay. I learned a little bit while she played tournaments. But Good. you probably would beat me. <laughs> would be me you probably would be so tonight we have a great show for you guys um i've been getting a lot of question in regarding to the erc so um i thought it would only make sense so you guys would know the do's and don'ts when it comes to erc and what is erc it is literally the employment uh, recovery credit so i wanted to go over um the erc the do's and don'ts and what is it that i'm hearing um, in the media, you know, what is it that I want you guys to actually take from what you hear from the media? And what is it that I want you guys to throw away? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go now. Have you been getting any clients um, that comes to you regarding the ERC, Christopher? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of my business owners, um, we, you know, I've actually partnered with the law firm that kind of does that specialize in ERC, okay. uh, the employee uh, retention uh, tax credit, right? So it's important on how it's done. You know, I think it was a lot of big deal early on, especially this year. They're reading a couple of articles about there are so many people that are actually charging a lot more money for it. Right. Um, some firms are charging up to 30, 40 percent um, of what they were getting back as a fee. And then that's where, you know, some regulators came in, some issues came in. 
Um, so you got to be careful on what type of law firm you're going for, what attorneys you work with um, and everything and get everything uh, filed correctly. Right. And I think that's the most important part of understanding the guidelines on um, how to submit the paperwork correctly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, quite a few business owners. And, then you know, that's kind of one of the strategies, um, I, I guess, from a lead generation standpoint for me on how I can kind of go in with some value add is if they do qualify as a business owner to do that, to kind of show them um, how they can get some returns back and use that money to go back and fund their business, right? And to invest as well. So uh, pretty cool. So that's how I've been using it. Very good. And I'm hoping too, these, uh, I really wish and hope that more of the attorneys would actually be in social media and educate people more about UIC than just gurus yeah. or influencers. And the reason why is because Anybody can come to you and, and, and tell you. And it's just like when we were going through PPP loan, if you guys remember. Yeah, yeah, some absolutely. people was charging 20% of their PPP loan. Some people was charging 10%. So I wanted to come in here and just go. Um, I watched a lot of um, influencers videos um, just to see, okay, who is giving the right information? Who's not? Now, understand, guys, I am not an attorney. I am a tax strategist. So um, a lot of my clients that comes to me regarding URC, I literally send them to the attorney that we use in the firm. So what I highly recommend is that you don't try to do the ERC yourself because you need financial reports. You need payroll um, documentation. Yeah. So tonight, I wanted we both wanted to go over with you guys the do's and don'ts and what is that we're hearing out there that we do not want you guys to hear. I want to actually show you guys a clip of a video um, of an individual that was talking about ERC. He was giving some good information. So, um, Victor, pull that up for me so I can show you guys some of that information. See if we can get some sound on, Vic. A oh, refundable yeah. tax credit for business. If you check out the IRS's website, you can see that this is a real government program. The employee retention credit is a refundable tax credit for businesses that continue to pay employees while shut down or impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, there are three different ways that a business can qualify for the employee retention credit. The first qualification is a revenue reduction. For 2020, you must have experienced a 50% reduction of gross sales for the 2020 quarter as compared to the same quarter in 2019. For 2021, you can qualify if you had a 20% reduction of gross sales for the 2021 quarter as compared to the same quarter in 2019. A lot of businesses got hit with a revenue reduction, especially during year 2020 when things were absolutely crazy. The second qualification is supply chain disruption. It's a common qualification for businesses that rely on vendors and suppliers for their business to function properly. This qualification must have resulted from a government suspension order to your supplier that resulted in the supplier not being able to deliver critical goods, but may continue beyond the original suspension order. For example, many restaurants were not able to get certain types of meat, paper towels or carry out containers during the pandemic. Delivery companies could not get truck parts or scanners. Hotels were unable to receive furniture, towels and sheets due to ports being shut down, which delayed renovation plans. The impact of supply chain disruption needs to have created a more than nominal, which is about 10% effect on the business operations. And these impacts qualify a company regardless of revenue gain or loss. A lot of businesses got hit with supply chain issues, but you Okay, so let's get back to what he said. And he's absolutely correct. What we're finding is that everybody is not qualified for ERC. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is why one of the reasons why I liked his video, one of the reasons why I gave him an A plus in his video, he went straight to IRS.gov. 
It is not what his you idea. Do every time, huh? Listen, you you guys already know my favorite site is iOS.gov. If if the person is not going through iOS.gov, it's a zero for me because now you're giving me your opinion. Now you're giving me what yeah. you thinking is best. So you want to make sure that these individuals are taking you straight to irs.gov. So in order um, for you to be eligible, the eligibility when it comes for you to be eligible for ERC, you want to make sure that um, you are qualified. You want to go back to the PPP loan. Even though you were eligible for the PPP loan, you can still also be eligible for the ERC. You yeah. can still be. But the biggest thing is you you have to have employees. Yeah. And, so, the, and, 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 the, and that I think the, one of the most important thing is, too, that he talked about is that reduction in revenue. Right. Um, so it, like if you're a business, if you were deemed or this is, a, I guess, an easy one. Right. If you were deemed yeah. like an essential employee. Right. Or, or essential business. Right. During mm-hmm. the pandemic. Right. Those types of businesses typically did not see a, a reduction. Right. In revenue. Right. But I see a lot of my clients that are in that were those type of essential businesses. Um, those are businesses that did thrive during the pandemic. Um, again, it's really difficult for you to kind of pass that that first test of, OK, did you had a four or 50 percent reduction um, of your revenue? Right. I mean, for me, like I think the, the for my business during the pandemic, Right. It, it probably grew over 300, 400 percent during the pandemic. Correct. Right. You know, so as an advisor with life insurance and all that. So it, I couldn't I can't qualify for that. Right. It's only been going up, you know, going up from there. So that and that is absolutely correct. A lot of businesses actually thrive during covid. COVID actually grew a lot of small businesses, but a lot of businesses too, they didn't. So these individuals, the biggest thing um, in a lot of my um, small business clients, some of them did actually, um, um, you know, had issues when it came to cash flow. So some of them, you know, they didn't, they weren't able to keep all the employees, but a lot of our small businesses that were able to keep employees this was a perfect opportunity for them. But yeah. the biggest two things is you got to make sure is that you did have a loss. One, you did have employees. One of the things that I'm I'm seeing happening how is many that- employees? Was, was it, I, I don't remember how many employees, at least five, I want to say. Okay. How many employees? Employees, when it comes to um, what iOS.gov says, it needed to be at least five or more. Yeah. Five or more. So you want to make sure that, yes, you did have employees. Because if you didn't have employees, this doesn't really concern you. And what, what I was finding is that a lot of people was calling me and asking me about ERC, but realistically, there was just a sole proprietor or yeah. single member LLC. You know, they weren't, they themselves was not even um, on payroll. So you, and another thing is you want to make sure your financial reports are in order, yes. right? So there was payroll. We needed 940s. You want to make sure there was payroll. So let me talk to you that have employees, right? You're a small business. You have employees and you guys did have a loss. Um, This is a perfect opportunity for you, for you to get with with an attorney or a CPA or an accountant to go over this with you. What I don't want you to do is review YouTube or review Instagram and be able to know what it is that you need to know. So I wanted to go over the business sizes has to be small or mid-sized business with 500 employees or less. Yeah. All right. Which makes sense, right? If you hitting 500 employees, I don't think you really need some type of a system. 
All right, there gotta be a reduction in your revenue. You must demonstrate a significant decline. Significant, significant. 50% is significant. Yeah. If I'm losing 50% of my cash flow, that is significant. That is big. That is big. So, and another thing too, I want you guys to really be careful is because if you guys are doing these URCs, you guys are going to be red flag for audits to make sure that you are not cheating IRS. So make sure that you are providing the correct information when it comes to ERC. You want to make sure your tax status, um, suspended operation, prior PPP loans. Did you receive a paycheck production program loans? You know, are you still going to be eligible if you did? What is the difference between 2020 and 2021 when it comes to your financial report? So you want to make sure that you do sit down with a, an accountant or an attorney to go over your ERC. All right. And, so, and, like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to say, like, I think that this is important because when we look at our past episodes where we talked about the foundation, what needs to look like, you know, this is the thing that if you are, you know, running a good business, right? Or mm-hmm. let's say your business is doing okay, but at least your financials together, your reporting is together, your bookkeeping is together. See, this is the time to where you can act on things and you don't have to be worried about, okay, let me go back and try to finagle these numbers. Let me go back and try to make make it look pretty, right? You can have this stuff together. And I think that's where when we're looking at our finances, um, either, you know, either if you're an individual or a family um, or you're a small business or a big business owner, Right. It's so important to have those financials together, because when the government releases stuff, you know that, number one, you're going to be ready. But number two, you're going to be in compliance and you don't have to worry about them auditing you and those type of things. Right. And if they do audit, you'll be ready. And, I, you know, I, I can't stress that enough of understanding your finances personally, um, along with your business and have everything running smoothly, even if your business isn't as profitable as you would like, at least have your books clean. Right. Yes. And I couldn't agree with you even more. I say it all the time. If if I if I call you, uh, Amit, and I ask you, you know, what was your cash flow for um, um, last month? And you don't know, then that tells me you don't know what's happening in your business. Um, I was literally allocating expense in my book. And um, there is this eight thousand dollars that me and Kathy, our bookkeeper, we're trying to find this eight thousand dollars and we can't find where this eight thousand dollars came from. And the reason why is because if I was up to date, right, we in August and I'm over here doing um, June, you want to make sure your books are in order every month. (laughs) We want to make sure that your books are in order every month. So if, if you have to look, you have no idea how many time um, who was it? Oh my gosh, I think he's this um oh I forgot the individual. I will have the video for you guys next week. He um he he's he fired his accountant because he went into his books and there was this two hundred thousand dollar that his accountant couldn't tell him what is this two hundred dollar for. You need to make sure that you are also you know the basics because it is so easy for me to steal money from you if you do not even know the basic. Because yeah. I can easily move money around in your books. You, Whoever that you are hiring, this is why you find so many people are firing their accountants, so many um, entertainers or so many um, 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 athletes. They are firing their accountants because all they know how to do is play football, right? They don't know other, they don't know nothing else or they don't know the basics of, um, of, of business so they're firing their accountant because they don't know the basic. So when they're looking at where is all my money? Well, sweetheart, you didn't know, yeah. you know, what happened. So you want to make sure you know the basic just so no one is actually scamming you and no one is taking money from you. All Absolutely. right, guys. 
Yeah. When it comes to the ERC, that's what I have for you guys. Just make sure you do speak with an attorney. Make sure you do um, speak with an accountant. If you did have an, any employees this year or if you were self-employed this year and you yourself was also was taking payroll, reach out to one. There, it is an amazing benefit and you yeah. can take advantage of it. Yeah. I like it. You have a great video for us. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, lately I've been speaking with a lot of clients um, and, you know, I guess a common question is sometimes we get in a position to where, OK, Chris, thank you. You know, we have my portfolios together. Um, I have my emergency fund account. I have my short term account. I have a Roth, I have a 401k. Um, I have an individual. I have all the accounts you can name. Right. And mm -hmm. they're contributing to it. But the one thing that I think that comes up, especially in today's world, and there's still a lot of people that are ambitious to say, OK, well, I'm working a job. Or maybe I have a business, but I'm, I'm contributing to my accounts, but I need to do more. Right. I need to contribute more. I need to get there quicker. Right. And, and they always say, well, Chris, what's your what's your opinion on how can I get my income up or how can I add more money to my accounts and how can I do those things? And um, there was two good videos, but one kind of led into the other one. I'm not going to be able to play the second one today, but I will give you guys homework. Right. I'm actually watching this watching this video. I want to see if I can share it to Vic real quick. One second. Uh, Vic, while I share this one that's coming to you, uh, go ahead and pull up the, the first clip for me. 10% of millionaires come from real estate, then 100% of billionaires come from private equity. Mm. And every month I acquire several new companies. We've gotten into the game of mergers acquisitions. Once we figured out how to successfully build a company, now we're just acquiring companies. And I think it's the biggest game financially a person can play, but anyone can play it even on a small level. You want to own a company that can produce great cash flow and don't make the number one mistake that most entrepreneurs do, which is operating it. As soon as it's profitable enough that you can hire someone to run it for you and grow it, mm -hmm. and it spins less off to you, but it spins something off and you reclaim all your time, repurpose your time into raising your standards and doing a second one better. By the time you get to your fifth business, not only will you have multiple streams of income, not only will you have made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot along the way, you can cut that down with mentors and you know business advisors, but by your fifth one, that's usually when people hit it crazy, crazy big. So there's three money games to play. And if you play, you know, to even to a small extent, all three of them, you can live any, you can live any life that you want. 90% of Yeah. So, so the reason why I was showing, I want to share that because, you know, again, as clients are asking me, you know, Hey, Chris, what's next, right? Hey, Chris, you know, how can I do something different? Those are the same questions I even ask myself, right? As an advisor, right? You know, I'm still on the same money game as you guys, right? Every single day I'm trying to get better. Every single day I need to grow my accounts. I need to make more money. I, you know, or I, I wouldn't say I need to, but I would, I want to, right? Um, there's a bigger purpose for my life, you know, and he made a good point. I mean, you know, it's always weird when you hear videos, people say, hey, uh, you know, X amount of percentage of people became a millionaire because of real estate, or those may say financial services or something like that's always a crazy number. But from that video, what I got from it, right, is talking, he said, like 100% of billionaires come from private equity, right? Meaning take, either taking a company public or, right, you're growing, a, you're, you're growing a company, you're selling it for a multiple, right? Or you're buying and selling through mergers and acquisitions. Like, that's the big game, right? So, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so you know, I really want to encourage people, right? That's why for me, you know, I'll, I'll look at, hey, look, yes, I want to have an amazing portfolio of paper assets, right? But at the same time, you know, I guess going back to, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, I guess one of the first books I read, like a rich dad, poor dad, right? Or cash flow quadrant. He talked about the four ways, right? Um, the four mm -hmm. asset classes, right? Um, paper asset, real estate, commodities, businesses, right? So mm -hmm. you got to get good at least two of those, right? But see, one of the things that I think we don't talk about enough because maybe we think that that's a game that we may not can play or that's not an idea that we can come up with. But some of you guys can, right? You can, you can build a company that you can sell for a multiple, 
right? You, you can own and build something from scratch. And I think that's the whole game. If you want to become wealthy and shorten your period of time to where, hey, I'm working, like that's one of the games you, we got to play that we don't talk about. We got to play that private equity game, but it's something that you got to grow too. Right. And, and that's why I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big proponent of of a business, because at the end of the day, when we're talking about finances, the mm-hmm. best rate of returns, I feel right. And I'm an advisor and I love the market. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the one of the best returns that you can have is having a business. Right. Because you can control your cash flow. You can control your profit margin. You can control who you hire, how much work is being spent. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one thing that, you know, no matter how. You know, even if you're an employee, no matter how much your income is, at some point you got to generate or run a business or have a business that's going to generate cash flow to, again, have that next goal of not just becoming financially independent in some day. Right. We got to have a a goal to say, look, well, maybe I can run the private equity game up. Right. And that's one of the things, uh, Abby, that, you know, I've been paying a lot more attention to myself is, you know, how can I get to that next level financially? And one of the ways is that a private equity. Right. Why not? Uh, why not? Why yeah. not? And not only just that, I mean, look at the five, look at five business out there, right? That that does grow. Um, I know when um when I was doing my own research on that, you know, real yeah. estate, right? Um, tax, tax offices, um, insurance. If yeah. you're looking at these, if you're looking at these type of business, they literally bring a lot of cash flow. And yeah. and what is you do, and I always tell people there's a difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur. Right. What do we do as an entrepreneur? We, we are we are an idealist. We are creative. Right. We come up with an idea. We built it. We sell it. Next idea. We come up with another idea. We built it. We sell it. So and now, but you don't even necessarily have to sell it. Why not? Why not buy one? Yeah. Why not yeah. buy one from someone that already built it? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and let's use, yeah. Let's use a perfect example. Why not find another firm, accounting firm, that have an amazing cash flow that is not too expensive and then come alongside with that individual, the owner, partner up? Why not? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, yeah, like I I like what she said. um, uh, Who was that said in the chat? You mean talking about Amit? Oh, Amit said in the chat. Okay, yeah, yeah, Amit, right? So it's it's a complete bar, right? Right. Billionaires are made are made from our private equity. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm going to talk more about that on on some next couple shows. uh, But there's a you know a lot of good stuff that's that's happening, and with the AI space coming out, guys, um, you have an opportunity. You just got to be able to use your mind, but have that ambition. Um, to kind of, okay, that can be a goal that you sit out and do, right? And uh, there's one more video I want to kind of leave you guys for like homework to even listen to just because, again, it just gives a totally different perspective, right, on what I'm talking about now. So if you can just just bring bring the video up, we won't necessarily play it as a timestamp, but I just want everybody to get it because I think this is a great video for people to kind of study and learn from, right? Um, You know, this is, I think this is from the, what podcast is this from? From my first million podcast, is that right? Um, I think this guy, I believe he sold his company Hustler or not Hustler, um, Hustle, Hustle, mm-hmm. Hustle, um, I believe for a couple of millions. Right. But he talks about in this video. Can you all see? Y'all can't even see the name of it. Yes, you can. OK. Um, revealing my first 10 million dollar investment portfolio. I want you guys to go look at that video. Right. Um, maybe Vic, you can, can put that into the chat for us. But so just to kind of sum it up. Right. Um, this is guys. So it's he's worked over more than 10 million dollars. <laughs> but he talks about right how his portfolio is bro- broken up 
And the interesting part of this conversation, he's like, you know, I'm the most boring investor, right? He says, I think maybe like 70% of his money is just like VTI or VOO or, or just like an S&P 500. Other 30% and maybe some small caps or something. But his portfolio from, in, from his paper assets is not that robust. He doesn't run a bunch of strategies. He doesn't run a bunch of um, different call options or he doesn't do a lot of that stuff. You know, he he views it, okay, my my $10 million I have saved in my paper ass for paper assets portfolio is just that look if i get an eight percent rated return he's he's happy with that right because the game that he's been playing is the business ownership game the growing businesses game right the selling and mergers and acquisitions game the private equity game so that's where he looks to say hey look this is where i'm going to make my my um my return from not really his portfolio is secondary his business is what Mm-hmm. All right. And, and, and I would be willing to say, again, same thing for me. Right. When it comes to, you know, as far as accumulating wealth and money, my business comes first. My portfolio is second. That's where most of my money is made is from business, not right. necessarily just from a portfolio. No right? portfolio. Since we learn so much on the show and um, from our peers and our counterparts, that's just that's just land. Yeah. But yeah. I, again, I just really want, you know, I think that was a great interview that he did. Um, about talking about his $10 million portfolio and just the mindset, right? That's what I want people to get, guys. It's just the mindset on how people think about money um, that that have wealth. And it's just something that we got to share and keep going for. And, and um, also think of it, guys. Um, you don't have to have 10 million, right? You don't have to have 5 million. Yeah. You can literally start small. And I agree with yeah. you. Say, I agree with you, um, 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 Smooth. Uh, these small business owners are getting old. Um, a lot of people are retiring. A lot of people are yeah. selling their business. If it is e-commerce yeah. that you are interested in, right? Go and look and make some research about an e-commerce that somebody's selling. If it's a trucking company, whatever, do your due diligence, do your research and find these businesses and purchase one. There's something you said that is so important, Chris. Listen, your business is your primary because yeah. you need that cash flow to start a portfolio <laughs> without without yeah. capital. What do we really have? Exactly. And, I, and that's why I just I mean, even going back from a W2 standpoint, that's why, you know, I when I was an engineer, people say, oh, Chris, you love your job. Well, I already had a vision that I wanted to leave and I want to own a business, but I still appreciated where I was because it, it paid me every single week. Right. Or every single two weeks consistently. It was consistent cash flow that funded my dreams. Right. So, you know, I, I enjoyed my job because I knew what its purpose was. Right. And I think if people take a more of a, you know, a, a more of a view of that then they can have more energy out, um, you know, once they get off work to go start a business or to do more things instead of thinking that the, as the job is just a drainer, but just as a resource provider now that's going to help you get to that next level. So that, that was really gave me that encouragement. Listen, that's a game changer. Come on. Yeah, Chris, Chris going to have me go be looking at another firm. Of somebody retiring. What? Absolutely. Look. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add some more. Um, I've been I've been more towards the idea of, and um, this is just to be transparent with you guys, of um, growing my firm, but growing it to quality, not quantity, right? Yeah. So I may say, hey, listen, every year I only serve two hundred clients, yeah. but then okay, what if I want now? What if I said, hey, listen. This firm right here, after COVID, a lot, a lot of people retired from their small business. A lot of people sold their business after COVID. I can literally say, hey, listen, I've made this amount with Serenity. I'm going to take a piece of that. Or listen, why don't I take a business loan? I don't like to use my own money. 
Yeah. Let's take some loans from this company to purchase another company, have that company pay that loan. There are so many ways, there's so many strategies for us to really, really build wealth. But it starts small with consistency. You do not, I think, I think because so many influencers, when we watch these videos, they say, hey, you know, how to think like a billionaire or how to think like a millionaire. How about we yeah. start thinking about like a hundred thousand or a yeah. thousand so we can actually start building. That's probably why we're so scared is because yeah. these videos are really talking about people making billion. I'm not a billionaire. Heck, you know, so can we, we start, can we just start with one million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're yeah. getting there, right? We're getting there. We're starting. So these conversations, we want to have them with you guys because we want to put little fires under your feet to start thinking. Think bigger. Think outside of W2. Yeah. Think outside of um, the box that you cut in so you can actually start building this portfolio that Chris going to look at and say to me, you know what, Abby, you did a good job. We did a good job. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Well, good stuff. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Hey, listen. Do you make sure one of the things that I'm not seeing you guys doing, you guys want the show, but you guys are not coming up with the questions. So make sure that you do um send us your questions, send us your example. Let me know if you are a business owner. Um, how many employees do you guys have? What are you thinking towards the end of the year or next year? What would you like for me and Chris to discuss more that will actually help you guys? Yeah. Because we're here for you and we want to make sure that you are um, getting all the gems that you actually need. Okay. Let's do, it. <laughs> Let's do it. Anything else for the people? I think I'm good. I mean, we just covered, a, covered the highlights today, so we're good. Yes. Thank you guys again for showing up for another episode of Redline. I'm Abby Joseph, your tax strategist. I'm Christopher Bush, your financial advisor. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. All right, Bye. take care. <laughs>